Elizabeth Hart is an independent citizen investigating the overuse of vaccine products and conflicts of interest in vaccination policy. The ethical aspects of over-vaccination, especially mandated vaccination, has been of particular interest to Elizabeth and the potential conflicts of interest of academics in vaccine development and promotion and the influence of these academics on government policy. The big picture of over-vaccination in a multi-billion dollar industry, the influence of the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, the World Health Organization, the influence of mainstream media players like the Murdoch Media via News Corp Australia and the Murdoch Children's Research Institute, and now big tech has come to a head during this pandemic with fast-tracked experimental COVID-19 injections. And they're being pressed upon the entire global population. And that's against a virus which isn't really a threat to most people. Elizabeth has a background in scientific literature research, which has assisted her in researching and lobbying on over-vaccination. Elizabeth, thanks for joining us. Thank you for inviting me. What do you think came first, COVID-19 or the vaccine? Oh, well, that's a good question, actually. We're thinking about that because they seem to be very well prepared to have these vaccines ready to roll. Um, I think this has been in the works for quite some time. And, and uh, SARS-CoV-2 is the virus that they've used as an excuse to, to roll these vaccines out with their plan to, to vaccinate the entire world. Are we in this situation of lockdowns, which we all love, not because we're wholly reliant on experimental vaccines to do this properly? I need music, but I haven't got it to eliminate COVID-19. Uh, well, I think the lockdowns are a means to, to make us submit to the vaccinations eventually. Um, the, these lockdowns really sort of emanated from Neil Ferguson, uh, Imperial College London, from his reports, uh, reports 9 and 12, where they were sort of uh, pushing this idea of suppression of the virus until the vaccine is ready. Now, my big question at the moment is who decided that a vaccine response was appropriate for, for this for this virus that's the question i'm asking and i actually sent an email last night to andrew pollard he is the chief investigator on the astrazeneca vaccine trials he is also the chair of the joint committee of on vaccination and immunization in the uk which is a massive conflict of interest because that committee influences uh, vaccine policy so i sent him an email last night asking you know, how, how did this happen? Who, who initiated this plan? Because from the very beginning, we knew that this virus wasn't a problem for most people. So how on earth could they decide to, to plan to vaccinate the whole world? And not just once, but they're planning to vaccinate people for the rest of their lives. How has this happened? It's uh, incredible if you think about an experimental vaccine that has been ramped up by every government basically in the world. In fact, in Russia, whether we ever should use them as an example, but they're saying that those who don't get the vaccine will not be able to work uh, in Russia. Uh, in Australia, uh, under the new uh, general, what's his name, forgot his name anyway, he uh, is initiating a response that businesses will be able to vaccinate their workers uh, later on this year. So this, this vaccination goal to uh, make sure that we're all vaccinated, and then we have Delta, the, the Delta, the Delta scariant. I mean, yes. it's a, you, you wonder who's advising who, don't you? 
Well, with the Delta scare in, in Australia at the moment, I mean, I think traditionally it's been regarded that the, the virus gets gets weaker as it gets, as it goes on, but mm. more infectious, but less deadly. And but, but in Australia, people are being deliberately frightened about this, and we have to say, what is the, what is the agenda here? And it's to make people submit and have the vaccine. But because Australians are, are realizing that we're not seeing people falling around us, you know, dead in the street. Um, when they talk to us about the number of cases that we're receiving, you know, we don't want to hear about cases. Tell us how many people are actually sick or in hospital. They don't seem to want to tell us that sort of information. And we also know that one of the huge scandal is the suppression of treatments that has been going on around the world. Mm. And this was done to facilitate the emergency authorizations for the vaccines. If the treatments had been acknowledged and recognized, they wouldn't have been able to get these emergency authorizations for the vaccines. And we know this is what this has all been all about. They wanted those vaccines out there. Senator Ron Johnson, uh, along with uh, Dr. Peter McCullough, has said that health officials are responsible for many, many deaths for the very reason because of uh, suppression of uh, early treatment, such as hydroxychloroquine and uh, ivermectin with a bit of zinc thrown in. Um, and it's interesting, too, that the media, who we all love not uh but they're also very very excited about or they were excited about india how bad india was how how terrible it is the world needs to help india uh but i haven't seen much about india of late possibly that's because they're using early treatments such as ivermectin what do you think well you're probably very very correct there but but now that you've brought up the media the media has been an absolute disaster. And that's why we're looking to you guys now to step up and be the fourth estate that we have not had so far. We need a media that shines a light in dark corners of government. And we have not had that. The media in Australia and around the world has been absolutely atrocious because now we are dominated by corporate media, which is really reporting in its own best interests. We also have to ask how much money has the government been giving to the media companies to, to, for advertising, we're seeing that the, their news services are just like propaganda for, for, for the virus. We're not getting any critical analysis from the mainstream media. And the ABC in particular is the absolute living end. Taxpayers pay for the ABC. They should be giving us critical analysis of this vaccination policy and of COVID. And instead, they are just constantly promoting this, these, these products. They're vaccine products and they're getting free advertising on the ABC and no critical analysis. It's up to people like me and people like you to try and blow the lid off this because this is one hell of a scandal that's happening. The only outlet for those uh, of the conservative ilk uh, was uh, Sky News, except for the odd person bobbing up here and there. Uh, they're, they're almost th- you know, frothing at their mouth over the vaccine, get the vaccine, get the jab. Uh, but these people need to understand that under the um, Nuremberg Code, they're not allowed to do that because they're actually, in a way, coercing um, the population citizens uh, to believe one thing and to get a dangerous substance. And at the moment, we don't know what's going to happen in 10 or 20 years time because the trial hasn't finished. What we do know though, looking at the official uh, CDC reports in the US, such as say VAERS, VAERS shows that 6,126 people have died because of adverse events uh, with with the vaccine. So, you know, the, the media, you know, Sure, you, you never bite the hand of the advertiser that, that feeds you. However, the media 
needs to understand that they're the media. Journalism, as Trish Wood said from Canada, there's a massive file of journalism, isn't there? An absolute massive fail, you know, and you, you know, you mentioned that the, the adverse events. Well, the, the, the organisation in Australia that is uh, is in charge of it, you know, looking at adverse events is the TGA. That is the organisation that also regulates the industry and evaluates the vaccine products. And it's paid by industry to do this. So we have a massive conflict of interest. Are we getting any investigation of this by the media? No, the media is not providing any investigation of anything. It is simply following the government line. There's this line that we're in an emergency. We're in an emergency and everything has to be done to support what the government is doing. And in the meantime, obvious things as in, this virus is not as serious as is being made out here. Why are you trying to make everybody have these vaccines? This is particularly crucial for younger people. We know this virus is, is, is potentially dangerous for people, say, over 70 have got comorbidities. But for most of the population, the young people, this wouldn't even touch them. And yet they're going to be set up for, for vaccines for life. Mm. We have absolutely no idea of the long term consequences and they don't need them. This is absolutely unethical. And I've challenged the doctors organisations about this. I've challenged the, the, the regulator of doctors, APRA, the Medical Board of Australia, uh, the, the other organisations such as the AMA. Um, this is just appalling what's happening because they are not getting informed consent from people. They are frightening people. I'm hearing anecdotally that people are going to the doctors for their own medical issues and the doctors are upselling and pushing them to have these vaccines. You've got doctors pushing people to have medical interventions, which are a very questionable you know, use to those individual people. They should be allowed to consider the risks and benefits in their own circumstances. Now we are seeing, you know, medical personnel across the board are being coerced into having these vaccine products. But they are young people. A lot of these are young people. What about their future in having these injections? What might it mean? Will it damage their own natural immune response? These are the questions that we should be discussing publicly. But if people like me who try to do these things, we're written off as anti-vaxxers mm. in this hostile climate. It's an appalling situation and it's extremely serious now that we have to get this addressed because we're getting no accountability from this government. Mm. The Morrison government and the state premiers are determined to push these vaccines out there and we could be facing a major disaster in future the way this is going. Well, Boris Johnson uh, wants the whole world, and we should listen to Boris because he has the best hairdo, not ever. But he wants, <laughs> uh, he wants everybody by end of 22, 2022 to be vaccinated. Now, do we know who decided that vaccines were the way to go to solve COVID-19? And when do you think this occurred? Well, I think we know... We both know very well that Bill Gates is very much behind all of this. Um, he was the leader of the coronavirus vaccine race last year. He was very much out there pushing these vaccines. Seems to have gone a bit quiet lately, maybe with the divorce happening or what have you. We're not hearing so much from him. But at that last year, he was absolutely at the forefront. You know, Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation is one of the major funders of the World Health Organization. The Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation has been influencing vaccination policy now for probably the last 20 years and has put billions of dollars into this. They are their philanthropists. It all looks sort of rosy red and they're, they're doing the best for mankind. But are they? You know, this having this power to inject people, that is a massive amount of power. And we have not been getting any scrutiny of this organisation. The Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation actually funds uh, media. It's, it pays the BBC in England. Mm. It pays the Guardian in England. It pays the Telegraph. 
So these media outlets have not been giving critical analysis of the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. And now that's why we're here now in this sort of situation, because this organisation has just been allowed to take over international vaccination policy. We have got to demand now an, you know, an you know, invest, investigation to what has been going on because they've just been getting away with blue murder, quite frankly. Well, the other day, uh, Dr. Peter McCullough said that uh, even in Australia, our health officials, uh, notably the TGA, need to be investigated to explore the sequence of events from the uh, almost day one of, uh, of, of COVID, you know, the inverted commas COVID-19 pandemic uh, in April last year. Uh, what are the main factors behind what is a highly coordinated response in terms of lockdowns, uh, denial of early treatment, mask mandates, uh, ma- uh, even mass vaccination, vaccine passports, which we all will get to hate immensely because they will be able to follow us around. We have no privacy. Uh, we're on our way to becoming lemmings and uh, the cliff is not very far away. Well, as I said before, uh, this has all been about facilitating the vaccine, making people have the vaccine. If you look at the Ferguson report, Ferguson report nine, there is a series of graphs in there and it shows people going in and out of lockdown as if they were just going to drive people mad with these lockdowns. That Eventually, people would say, look, just give me the vaccine. I just want to go on my holidays. I just want to get my life back. I'll take the vaccine. And that's what we're seeing happening now. We're seeing people in Melbourne and and in London and what have you just saying, I'll just take the vaccine. You know, in England, uh, I think 40 million people have had the first dose of vaccines. They're they're sort of submitting to this without really thinking about the future consequences because there is just it's all been so fear driven. Um, And now we we really don't know what's ahead of us. In England, they're, they're planning to run out the booster shot, which is going to be the variant B. They're planning to run that out in September. So already we have now this other shot coming out. You know, how many shots are people going to be expecting to have in mm. the future? This is extremely concerning, this vaccine load um, that people, are, again, are not talking about because we keep being shut down, uh, you know, to talk about this. You know, and part of, you know, people making people submit to these vaccines by saying, you know, masking at, at the drop of a hat, lockdowns at the drop of a hat. Uh, it's all about making people submit and we have to challenge this now. We have to fight back because there are people, thinking people out here, like you and me, who are saying this virus is not as serious as they are saying. Why are they doing this? It's incredible, though. Even in uh, in uh, LA, Los Angeles County, there uh, because of this. I'm, I'm trying not to laugh here. The the very scary Delta scariant, um, and this you know because it's such a very bad virus, you'll die. They're not going to die. But what it does do, it controls. And you look at Australia, you look at the control they they have and they want to continue with the control. Federal government budgeted 12 lockdowns per year uh, with at least a week per lockdown. So what you're saying is exactly right. The um, these, these lockdowns and the control, uh, they'll run out of the booster now. What do you need a booster for? I mean, one of the commentators in the US said that these medical professionals need to have their licenses revoked, taken away from them because they're just blatantly lying or totally incompetent. Which do you think it is? Well, as far as the medical professions are concerned, you know, the doctors, doctors are not experts in viruses and and vaccines. They are clinicians who are giving these products. They're following a schedule. 
they are in a very tricky situation, actually. They're in a conflicted situation because on the one hand, we have an emergency in inverted commas uh, and the Morrison government is, is beating up this emergency and is facilitating these vaccines and expecting doctors to play their part in giving these vaccine products. But on the other hand, doctors have a duty, an ethical duty to get informed consent from their patients. Now, I don't think this is happening. I, I don't think anybody in Australia has given informed consent to these vaccines because and I, and I actually call them injections. I don't call them vaccines because I don't think they provide immunity. Uh, they're just well, they you know, don't. They don't look at Delta, the Delta strain or Delta variant, scary. I mean, you're not immune against that. Well, the vaccines came out uh, and then the Delta variants come out. So how can we presume that the the vaccines are covering the Delta variant? And now Mm. we're seeing a vaccine booster for the B variant. I mean, they're just going to work their way through the the alphabet. Mm. and, And goodness knows what next. You know, it's incredible that this is happening without people really pushing back. And it's incredible to see that the scientific medical establishment has just been in lockstep about this, Mm. that we've got just a few people speaking out, Peter McCulloch, but there there actually are a lot more doctors speaking out, but they're getting censored. It is incredible that people are getting censored on YouTube and Facebook, professionals who are wanting to flag problems and they're getting shut down. How can this be happening? We're finding out now that Google, Google is very much involved in all of this, in, in, in the health, health again, in inverted commas situation. I think they're involved in the gain of function research. This is something I'm, I'm mm. looking into because I'm very interested in gain of function. I, I was following that when it first emerged back in 2011, 2012. That is a massive area to investigate. And again, very much about where we are now. And that has to be looked at in that context. But Google is, is part of this. So, you know, what is going on? We, mm. We're finding that the world is now being dominated by these billionaires, these these oligarchs working in, in, in tandem with the World Economic Forum. And they are running the world and controlling us. They want us under control with QR codes, uh, with lockdowns. Again, this is this is stuff that we, we, we've got to talk about. We, mm. we saw it with, with, with G7 just recently, mm. uh, Biden and, and co talking about build back better. These people seem to be working for the World Economic Forum. They're supposed to be working for us. We elected them. Mm. Uh, this World Economic Forum and Great Reset Bizzo wasn't put to us, you know, before the election. What is going on mm. that these 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 politicians are now our masters? They're telling us what to do. They're supposed to be our servants. But instead, we're getting this patronizing, paternalistic attitude from the likes of Morrison telling us what we will do. Mm. Uh, people have got to just blow up about this. What is going on? Mm. Our liberal democracy has just been pulled out from underneath us. Mm. And people need to wake up to what is happening. Mm. Uh, who are the organisations and individuals playing critical parts of this coordinated response? And can we identify conflicts of interest? Oh, it, this is an absolute you know, morass of conflicts of interest. Vaccination policy, international vaccination policy is a morass of conflicts of interest. And it's been hidden uh, for so long. People like me who are trying to expose this are just shut down constantly. There is no accountability, no transparency. Major problems in Australia, we've got a, a, just got a clique of academics who are just dominating discussion on vaccination policy. You'll see people like Mary Louise McClaws in the media frequently about lockdowns and vaccines and what have you. What she doesn't disclose is that she's a member of the Immunisation Coalition, which is funded by Pfizer and CSL Securus and GlaxoSmithKline and Sanofi and Merck. You know, 
it's funded by the vaccine industry and that's a crucial thing if she disclosed that people would view what she's saying from with with different you know eyes you know it's it's just so important to get to get disclosure of conflicts of interest so there's a morass of conflicts of interest we've got a committee in australia the australian technical advisory group on immunization and that was established first in 2005 and people involved with that committee have been associated with the vaccine industry and that was kept hidden for so long I, I tried to get transparency on that and it didn't come out until you know after I'd written a letter to Tony Abbott when he was prime minister that we finally got some disclosures on conflicts of interest but it goes across the board we need so much more transparency on this mm. you know we need people to disclose their conflicts of interest because then people would look at this whole thing with the different viewpoint altogether but you need the media then to report on that and next question being how did how did big tech and mainstream media become so involved in censorship around particular probably all COVID-19 issues that don't fit the narrative well if you look at Australia the media here is dominated by Murdoch media Mm. you know the Daily Telegraph the Australian the Herald Sun it's it's dominated by the Murdoch media and the Murdoch media is is always going on about vaccines, promoting vaccines. But few people realise that the Murdoch media, and this, we're talking about News Corp Australia now, News Corp Australia is a corporate partner with the Murdoch Children's Research Institute, which is involved in vaccine research, along with the Doherty Institute. And people don't realise that they, they have influenced policy because it was the Murdoch tabloids that campaigned for the no jab, no pay, no play uh, laws. Uh, uh, they had the no jab, no play campaign, which resulted in the no jab, no pay laws. So these, this media was campaigning for coercive vaccination laws, while at the same time being involved with an organisation that's involved in vaccine research. Now, this wasn't disclosed at the time. That is a massive conflict of interest that should have been exposed and should have been, you know, by other media. But other media is also conflicted. We've got Nine Entertainment. The chair of Nine Entertainment is, is former uh, coalition treasurer Peter Costello. And he's that Nine Entertainment, Sydney Morning Herald and The Age, those papers are always pushing uh, vaccines and what have you. But Peter Costello is also chair of the Future Fund, which is heavily invested in pharmaceutical companies, vaccine companies. So there you can see a conflict. Is that is that sort of affecting the, the reporting on, the news on, on vaccines? So... The the Murdoch media in particular has been so influential on policy. You know, um, Rupert Murdoch had lunch with with Scott Morrison in 2015 when Scott Morrison was a social services minister. Now, that's when the Murdoch media was campaigning for no jab, no play. And Scott Morrison, he put up the bill for no jab, no pay. So you see this sort of reaction going on. You're Mm. seeing these politicians responding to the Murdoch media and making a law Mm. for for coercive vaccination for children. Now, most people would say we need vaccination for children. But the problem is that children are getting so many vaccines now. They are just loaded with vaccines. And the general public has no idea how many vaccines children are getting. And with the enactment of that law, it's making people comply that they will have to have the vaccines that they're told to have and these these are the vaccines for up to five years old and more vaccines have been added to the schedule since that law came in now this is a major problem with with more and more vaccines we're also seeing that no jab no play is now being used for adults jane holton of sepi she called uh, for no jab no play to be used for adults to make them have covid vaccines so you see how this is this mm. has grown now that we've got this coercive vaccination idea in Australia that was was initiated by the Murdoch media 
and uh, and see where we are now. This is an atrocious situation, and we have no media to report on this. The media that should be reporting on this, uh, along with you guys now, of course, thankfully, um, is the ABC. ABC and SBS. SBS is the most aggressively pro-vaccine channel mm. of all. Very, very aggressive. Very, very biased. Just disses anybody who questions vaccines at all. Um, it, it's a disaster here. This is not how a liberal democracy should function. We should have transparency and accountability. We should be free to talk about things. We haven't got a forum where we can speak. The ABC used to provide comments forums on articles and what have you, and that seems to have died away mm. in recent years. The ABC has really be changed in recent years. It's become quite sinister. You know, it used to be, always be on in our house, but now I, I can't really bear watching the ABC. It's such a propaganda arm. What's happened there? The mm. ABC should be providing a forum for Australians to talk about important issues. Important issues like the Australian Biosecurity Act, which came in in 2015. And in that act, there is a facility to fine Australians $66,600 and or five years imprisonment if they refuse vaccination. And that could be COVID vaccination. How on earth did that happen? How did that act get in place without consultation with the Australian people? This I, is the sort of thing mm. that we're not getting. We're not getting mm. transparency about this. I think the uh, in Australia, when we, we're a pretty easygoing bunch of people, and I think sometimes that can be confused with apathy. And um, if you let that linger on enough, what happens is before you know it, the freedoms that we once had, we don't have anymore. They all come at a cost and for our, inverted commas, safety. And they're going to protect us, such as Palaszczuk is protecting Queenslanders from the terrible COVID. Uh, you've got that lunatic in, um, I shouldn't call her a lunatic because it's not fair on lunatics in South Australia. Uh, bombastic woman she is. Uh, you've got the numbskulls in, um, in Victoria, and we know who they are. Uh, we got McGowan, who would like to secede from, from Australia, and please do, because we'd like you to go away and leave us alone. Northern Territory, um, well, he had a feeling, we'll shut down Alice Springs. I mean, all this, this is just nuts. I think it, it involves many conversations, because you and I could talk forever, and uh, people, even though we are lovely people, people won't watch us forever. Uh, <laughs> more next time, Elizabeth, Elizabeth Hart. Um, out of a rating of 10, I'm just going to ask you this one just because I just thought of it then, actually. But a rating of 10, what would you give the federal government and then the South Australian government a rating out of 10? Uh, minus 10. Excellent. <laughs> You're a hard teacher, but uh, you know, I, I, I do agree with you, too. I think they're acted appallingly. Elizabeth Hart, thank you very much. Thank you very much, Mike. And that's it for Asia Pacific Today. Thanks so much for joining us. I'm Mike Ryan.